to episode 19 of the Checkpoint Done podcast. It's 5th of July, 2016, and I'm Darren, and joining me as always is Terry. Hello. Hello, Hello Terry. Hello. How are you doing? Yeah, not so bad. So let's start off as usual. Terry, what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Oh, not much, really, as always. Um, the kind of only standout thing I did was weirdly signed myself up to a dating website. Interesting. Which is, yeah, he's right. It's weird. Uh, I I figured it's been, I'm not going to get too into it, but as it's been like over a year since uh, I split from my now ex and all that was not very amicable. Regardless, I figured it's about time I get myself back out there, you know? Oh, good lad. And what a better way to do that than through, um, you know, websites and the internet, you know? Yeah, how modern uh, interaction is done these days. Yeah, 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 by looking at yeah. your phone. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, it's uh, kind of did that in the past couple of weeks. I, f- I feel like I'm I'm kind of ready to get back out there now, so... Nice. Not that anyone will want me, but... Uh, no, I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure with that haircut, we, we've already discussed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and apparently I look like a big gay bear, so... <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's... Uh, that was only it's only been in the in the past couple of days, but uh, yeah. So nice. Oh, well. On that, not much. Yeah, good on you. Yeah. What about yourself? You you leading a very busy life recently, Darren? Yeah. The uh, the the weather's turned. It, it looks like we might actually be getting like one of those summer things. Mm. What's that? It it's the time when it's not raining. When's that then? Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> so it's been an absolute nightmare. I had uh, like a million one things to do out in the garden. And, mm. uh, yeah, so every time I go out and start doing something, it starts raining. So it's really getting on my tits. So Some British weather. Yeah, indeed. So I, I I bought myself a man toy. And not, not the kind of man toys that you've got. <laughs> that was big gear bears by, yeah. <laughs> the ones Fucking with the tassels hell. hanging out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bought myself something called a tiller. Okay. Or, uh, or commonly known as a rotavator. Mm. So, as uh, I don't want to turn this into um, Darren's gardening show, but um, I've been attacking the back garden now for quite a while, and mm. uh, with the clear service and everything, it's just an absolute pain in the ass, um, and just requires a lot of hard work. So I thought, right, I can apply tech to this. Oh God, I'm d- I'm doing backbreaking work here. Surely somebody with the brains has given it. You know what? This is backbreaking work. We can fix this by doing blah. <laughs> so I did some Googling. Tech things. Yeah. So this rotavator, the best way I can describe it is um, get a blender, mm-hmm. take those big old blades, okay. attach those to a vacuum cleaner, let's say. Hmm. Um, remove any kind of protection you can think of. Living life on the edge. Yeah, stick an uh, 800 watt motor on it, and huh. there you go. That's a rotavator. Okay, is this has got to be breaking some form of health and safety laws, right? No, I think well, I think it's fine. But basically, it's just this thing with big teeth on it. And uh, I did I did one part of the garden, and uh, you know, with normal like shoveling and, and all that kind of rubbish. The and honest that, way. Yeah, and that took me a couple of weekends. Yeah. With this, in the last two nights, I've done uh, the main part of the garden, turned the entire thing over. Nice. Yeah, it's it's been amazing. It's it's great fun. I just want to keep doing stuff now. 
<laughs> do you need your garden doing? I've got yeah, perfect tool for that. Pretty much. I mean, like around the edges, there's this um, like raised, not even like a board, but it was kind of like a raised lump all around the edges. I thought, right. I'm going to get rid of that. And I did. <laughs> I was just Still gonna... talking about the back garden, right? Yep. <laughs> uh... But yeah, yeah. Uh, so I've had massive amount of fun with that. Um, last weekend I spent doing, um, doing all the hedges and stuff. Mm. So I did the bushes before, but I actually got the, um, because I've had to buy some material for the garden, you know, like topsoil and stuff like that. I had to go yeah. and measure it. And, uh, it measures that I've got nearly 120 square meters of bloody garden out there. Good God. Which, which is not good because I'm lazy and there's a lot of garden <laughs> surrounded by, we got, I think we've got 15 trees out there and it's just ridiculous, man. There's no like local light, you know, like in America, they've got Jesus and his like bandit of buddies. That's what do your garden super cheap. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. So I kind of want to get to a point. So when they come around, they're not like, what the fuck? Right. And you think, oh, yeah, well, we do maintain it. It's just a little overgrown instead of it's a forest. <laughs> so <laughs> Just I, do something with it. Yeah, so I thought I'd, I'd get it down to, like, reasonable and then get somebody around to, you know, come around and do it every couple of weeks. Yeah. So that, that's my goal. Very good. But, yeah, and then uh, the, the next thing is, uh, you, you know, I mentioned that uh, we were getting new carpet and all the decorating need doing in the bedroom and Christina mm. went away. So anyway, we, we, we postponed the date of the uh, install till uh, next Thursday uh, right, when, okay. when mom is about, so that's all good. But it does mean as of this weekend, we've got to strip the entire bedroom, pull everything out there and do everything over the weekend where it looks like it's going to be nice. <laughs> it's almost like the weather's working against you. I, I know. I know. <laughs> it's like it's planning its days accordingly. Yeah, so that's kind of annoying, but um, it'd be nice to get it done. So I've got that to do. And mm. uh, then just finally, things come in threes. And over the last couple of days, this has become very true. Okay. So last Thursday, I uh, I was at the gym. I was doing gym stuff. I, I went out of shower, came out, uh, pulled my shoes out of the locker um, Apple Watch fell out and straight onto the tile floor and just shattered the screen. It proper fucked it. Yeah, absolutely. In bits. It's a sad time that Apple tech is kind of working against you. Yeah, so I had to go down to uh, the Apple store down in um, uh, Leicester High Cross. Mm. And uh, I kind of went in and went, look, I've, it's three months old. I broke this. Uh, what can I do? And she's like, oh, well, we don't actually replace the glass. So we'll do that on the phones and everything else, everything but the Apple Watch. She says, nice. she says do you have Apple Care? I'm like, no. She went, oh, oh well, if you had, then you'd have got, uh, you'd have got two free repairs. I'm like, right. She says, <laughs> I says, why, how much is it? She went, £176. It's a new watch at that point, isn't it? Well, it's 300 quid for a new watch. Mm. But basically, she's going to send this off, uh, 176 quid, and I should have it back within four weeks. Bloody hell. I know. I was, I was kind of, do I just buy a new one? Do I just... And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Cause that... did, she, did she like send her breath out of fucking teachers, not my Apple Care? <laughs> no, but she did, she did have a little snarky comment. She went, oh, I would suggest that on your new watch, maybe you get Apple Care with that. <laughs> Back <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, so insolent woman. Yeah, so that happened, and then uh, last Monday I fired up my work's laptop, and it went no, no. 
<laughs> I just got the welcome screen. I'm like, oh, it's okay. I'm not really busy at the moment and I've not got a deadline in like a week and a half. Ah. Um, so yeah, I lost a couple of days to the work laptop not working. Not actually got it back yet. I'm working on a loaner, uh, one that I don't have admin rights on or all my software or so it's an absolute pain in the <laughs> ass working around that. So uh, I'm basically working my ass off at work, just trying to circumvent work security and stuff. Just so nah. I can get some work mm. done, which is nice. You think they kind of put these things into uh, consideration, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, they don't. Mm. They don't. I mean, we, we. Well, as I've mentioned before, we work at massive data company, so um, security is like top of the agenda. So yeah. it's just like, yeah. Well, Darren can't work for like two weeks, but that's fine. We're we're upholding the security. Mm-hmm. So, so that makes good. sense. Yeah. And then last night, Christina went. Oh, my Mac's just gone off. Like, what do you mean? She went. Oh, I was playing a game and the screen went off funny, and now it won't restart. So I'm like, oh. so I spent last night going through every single option I could think of, and I think she's actually popped the uh, graphics card. Huh? Yeah, I didn't think. Didn't even know that was a thing. No, me neither. So I was I was looking online today, and it looks like it could be a thing. And so basically, I can I can get into it in um, kind of like um, on Windows, you can get into safe mode with command prompt. Oh yeah. Um, you can do that on the Mac. So mm-hmm. as it stands at the moment. I'm copying off the relevant data from there uh, because she can have it repaired at a local place. It's going to cost her 600 quid, um, but uh-huh. they won't guarantee the data. So it's just like, well, while I've got access to it, I'll just copy everything off now. Yeah. Uh, 600 pounds. Yeah, because I replaced the main logic board. So it's just a flat rate. Well, I say 600, like 559. But to be fair, when we bought them, we were two and a half grand. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, I mean, we could... I mean, she's like, well, shall I just buy another one? I'm like, yeah, but you've got most of it there. Mm. Um, so at least this way it's like 1,900 quid cheaper. It's got your beauty like earn like millions of pounds a year so that you can afford these things. Well, not millions, but I mean, I, I'd rather be spending that money elsewhere. I mean, if you, if you think this, this, this week alone, Apple's going to be costing us, what, 800 quid? Yeah. To fix Apple Kit? Yeah. I mean, you've been pretty loyal customers. Yes, yeah, since, what, 2007? But... You think they'd throw you a bone? Yeah. Well, to be honest, to, to be fair, with other stuff, they have just, here you go, there mm. you go, take it, it's all free. Uh, but I think with a watch, it's a bit different. I suppose if it's a new kind of, their newest product, they're a bit about it. Mm. But not necessarily the Mac. No, I mean, to, to be fair, I've spent I've literally thousands with them and I've had very little fail, so... So I guess this is to boys and girls out there. If you've got an Apple product, buy Apple Care. Because when shit happens, they will just say, there you go, there's a new one. Here's, here's a different one. To other boys and girls out there, don't go to the gym. Ma- see what happens when you go to the gym? Maybe that's a problem. <laughs> there you go, you see. Yeah. Problem solved. So that's enough about what we've been doing. Let's get about what we've been playing. So, Terry, tell me, what have you been playing? Well, let's see. Uh, we played Halo Wars together. We did. I enjoyed that. Like the original Halo Wars. Yeah, it was, it was good. Yeah. Um, I'm not, you know, like the real-time strategy stuff, uh, you know, it's kind of my dipping my toes into it, kind of based off the uh, Halo 2, what Halo Wars 2 that we played. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, let's give it a go. It's backwards compatible. 
I was like, yeah, it was, it was quite fun. Yeah. Did, what, four or five missions we, into it? Yeah, we did five. We've got another ten to go, so. Yeah, it was uh, good times. I'm, I'm slowly getting used to it now, so. Uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, let's see. I played Crypt of the Necrodancer. Okay. Uh, the Pocket Edition, uh, which is obviously for tablets and smartphones, or at least uh, iOS. Yeah. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, it's a rhythm-based dungeon crawl, procedurally generated dungeons, and you go around and you kind of defeat enemies to the beat of music. Okay. Uh, now, the cool thing about it is the fact that you can import your own music in. Okay. This is also available on Mac and PC, uh, and I believe on the consoles as well. Okay. But the good thing is, is it it just seamlessly pulls your music in from your iTunes library on your iPad or your phone. Okay. So you could just choose your own music and just play to the beat of your own music. Oh, cool. And it's really fun. I kind of like rhythm stuff, uh, kind of base games like that. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I think it's like three ninety nine on. Uh, on iOS, but yeah, that's uh, pretty fun. Cool. Uh, off the back of that, I started playing uh, a game called Rhythm Tengoku, which is I had a bit of a nostalgia trip. This was an imported game from two thousand six, okay. Japanese import that I got. There's a, a series of games for the Nintendo DS, 3DS called Rhythm Heaven. Don't know if you've ever heard of them. No. Very quirky, very weird rhythm based very Japanese in style. And I remember that I got that for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, so I was playing through that and you can't read it for shit because it's all in Japanese, but yeah, you don't really have to because it's kind of, the music's pretty fun and they're only like short little kind of like WarioWare mini games. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was uh, pretty fun. And then Darren, so kind of one of the big uh, releases for the xbox recently was inside okay this is by Playdead, who i believe also did limbo oh okay if you remember that yeah oh, uh, i remember spider yeah yeah that's the one yeah uh-huh. uh very heavily stylized apparently it took him six years to make wow and i think i finished it in about two two and a half hours wow okay it was very good and then kind of it hits a point and it's like what the fuck is going on? I'm not quite sure what's going on, but what the fuck? Um, I, the spoilers for later on with Existence, but it's the same mind fuckery with what just happened to me? Like, what the f- What? Um, and yeah, it just baffled me. Okay. And it's just like, ta-da! And it's like, I feel so empty and lonely inside. I'm really not sure what's going on. And I had to, like, pause everything and just kind of sit there in silence thinking, what did I just play? Oh, really? Like, what the hell just happened? It, it was so bizarre. It's a really fun ride, and the puzzles are really good. Um, very similar to uh, to Limbo, in a sense. But, uh, yeah, there's kind of like this underlying thing going on, uh, like, story-wise. But, uh, yeah, it was very good, but it was just very mind-fuckery. Uh, but, yeah. So if you've got some credit to spend, it's worth giving it a go. It's it's uh, worth it. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of all I've been playing. Uh, what about yourself? Um, well, yeah, as you mentioned, Halo Wars. Uh, hmm. So we played like five missions to that. 
Um, the only other game I've played in the in the spare slots that I've had has been uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth, which I've now completed. Very good. What an amazing experience! I'm a big South Park fan. Mm-hmm. This was like playing through a 14 hour episode of South Park, one that nice. you had a big part in. It's just some of the nostalgic bits in there, some of the um, the inner jokes, um, even just going into some of the stores and uh, and hearing the music that was playing, just absolutely brilliant. Went to some very interesting places, uh, which was mm-hmm. very South Park. Um, I, I don't really want to spoil it because I know you've just bought it. Yeah, I got it as a part of the uh, Steam sale for five ninety nine. But yeah, it, very, very good. Uh, so much so, I got to the end and I was like, uh, when you finish the game, it just dropped you back into the world. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Maybe there's some more content. I run round, run through every house, just tr- hoping to find something else. Uh, but there was nothing. Right. I'd done everything. I'd done every quest. So I thought, right, I'll go and clean up the achievements. So I pulled up an achievement guide, uh, read that there was 21 missable achievements. And I was like, Really? <laughs> <laughs> um so i was like right okay so i'm not going to get those uh, and the the stuff that if you don't do at that point in time then that's it you're done so it's like when mm. you're in so-and-so room doing so-and-so mission make sure you get the Pokemon from there or right, stuff okay. like that because if you don't get them there's no going back there's no new game plus there's nothing really yeah which is kind of gutting i mean it's very rare i go straight up to the store and go looking for dlc in the hope that there's more gameplay uh, yeah. But there wasn't. There was nothing. So it's a good sign for uh, fractured butthole, then. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. If they've just improved on what was already there, then it's going to be an amazing experience. And it's all superhero based this time round. So. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's going to be very good. Cool. Um. So yeah, that's it for games. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess. I guess we can quickly discuss the PS Plus and Games of Gold. Uh, PS Plus goes live tomorrow. Games of Gold went live at the weekend mm-hmm. so let's see uh gao of hell we're both very familiar with that both played it um i've completed it yes so, i haven't yeah oh uh, yeah we've it's, it's good though yeah it's good we've got fury which looks to be the only game i may play out this entire lot hmm it looks okay yeah i've seen some footage of it it kind of looks like a boss rush thing yeah but st- strategic in a sense. It looks all right. Yeah, I'll, I'll give that a go. Um, we've got Call of Juarez, uh, Blood in Blood. Now, I seem to remember a while back you saying it was actually a good game, this. Bound in Blood. Sorry, Bound in Blood. What did I say? Yeah. Blood in Blood? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think this is the this is the one I've got. Uh, yeah, it was. if this is the one I'm thinking of, yeah, this is the one where it kind of tells a story and... They kind of do some cool things with it while someone's narrating a story. It's uh, yeah, it's a good game. Okay, interesting. I enjoyed it for free. It's even better now. Fat Princess is there. I'm pretty sure we've had that before from somewhere. I thought that as well, but I haven't been back to kind of check that. Are they, do you think they're do you think they're recycling their free stuff? <laughs> Can you imagine <laughs> if that was a thing? Just weird. Yeah, so weird. But I've never played Fat Princess. But I've don't. I've played it back in the day. I don't know if I played it on Steam or something. It was mm-hmm. interesting. It's one of those, if you get a good group of people together, it'll be a, a right laugh. I played it online and it was like, shit was just happening everywhere. Um, and it was just like, well, there's, there's no coordination. It's a real team-based thing. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you kind of, if I remember rightly, it's either like a capture the flag or there's like an infiltration of a base and stuff like that, but you've got different classes. Mm-hmm. But it's like a top-down... It, it was okay, but again, I'm sure it was like 2008 when it was out. This was kind of one of the main PS3 like indie titles. Yeah, I seem to remember back in the day. I guess maybe if there's enough enough people playing it again, then it might be interesting. Uh, but playing with it with randoms wasn't fun at all. Ah, right. Okay, 2009 that game came out. Okay, yeah. Hmm. And the next one is is. It- Orishika or something like that. Orishika. 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 Tainted Bloodlines. Yeah, I've not even looked at this one. Uh, this looks to be a weird Japanese RPG. Um. Uh, there's uh, the screenshot I'm looking at looks like uh, okay. girls riding peaches, but it actually looks like they've just got giant testicles. Um. Yes, I'm looking at similar screenshots. Um. Weird Japanese things going on in Orishika to into Bloodlines. Yeah, there's, uh, yeah, I'm just looking at the screenshot, there's stats, lots and lots of stats that take yeah. up most of the screen, so, <laughs> um, I don't know, probably won't get touched. It'll warrant a download, because obviously free, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, and then finally, Prince of Persia Revelations on the uh, Vita uh, which is the PSP again. I don't know why they've started doing a lot of PSP games. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a bit weird. But again, Prince of Persia was good back in the day. But uh, I don't know about yourself, but I've just got to that point where I'm just so used to the uh, achievements popping or the trophies popping or just the, the just whatever saying, oh, well done, you did that. Do you feel like kind of that sense of like loneliness inside when you play like older titles and nothing pops up? Uh, Yeah, so, I mean, I remember, I mean, we got the two God of War games, Mm -hmm. and I remember the remastered version of those, they basically threw trophies at you. Yeah. But when I was playing the PSP version, I was just like, oh, oh, I would have got a trophy there. (laughs) And it it was just like a weird sinking feeling of, oh, well, I could just play the game, but... This is kind of like every time I play like a Nintendo game. Hmm. Like, oh, there's uh, oh, oh, I've cleared this le- Oh, was, why is it no trophy ding? Yeah. It's weird, why are you it? going against the norm? What are you doing? Yes. Weird people. Uh, Games of Gold, we've got Banner Saga 2, which is a thing that does stuff. It's a thing that does things, and there's banners and there's sagas, and it's the second one of the series. <sighs> Some Jap game. <laughs> <laughs> More Jap games. It's got like a Nordic Viking dude, but he's got horns growing out of his head, and it's a isometric thing. Yeah, looks like it's maybe a turn-based strategy, kind of like XCOM. Yeah, it does. So uh, that that's the point actually. With with South Park, I'm 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 now hunting around for more turn-based fighting games. Hmm. I, I kind of like the free roam, getting around the map stuff. But yeah, by the end of that game, I, I was all over the uh, the turn-based combat. So if it's one of those, I'll give it a go. Yeah, it might be worth giving it a shot. I mean, it is free currently, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the next one on the list is Tumblestone. Now, if I remember right, this looks like a, a, a Tetris-ish style game type thing, multiplayer thing. 
Yeah, this kind of looks like a, you shoot blocks upwards because Tetris did it down, so we'll do it differently. Yep. Uh, it's kind of like a bubble bobble. It kind of looks like a bubble bobble match yeah, the, yeah. the colours. Uh, it could be potentially interesting. It looks like it's uh, a four-player thing, whether it just kind of matches you with randoms or friends. Yeah. Who knows, but that's coming, I believe, later this month. It is, so that's on the 16th. The 16th onwards, yeah. Um, and then the two Xbox games, we've got Rainbow Six Vegas 2, which I remember having a great time with that, but I had a great time with that a long time ago. Yeah, I remember playing that game, finishing it, and then thinking, ah, is wait, is that it? Yeah. And like really disappointed because it was like, oh, that is the end of the game. Like, where the fuck's the rest of the story? Yeah, it, it wasn't mm. bad. It was. I, I think I was playing it co-op with, um, with Andy. All right. Um, so that was interesting tactics. I had my normal stealth tactic of running lob a grenade where Andy was very... In fact, <laughs> Andy was probably got the same playing style as you. He was down mm. his hands and knees, crawling around corners, and I'm just like, Leroy Jenkins! <laughs> <laughs> the best so, way to play a game by the sounds of it. Yeah. And uh, the only other game is Tron Evolution. Yeah. So... I, I do like the Tron universe, but I was looking at Walkthrough just to uh, see what it was like, what type of game. In fact, I sent you a link to it, didn't I? You did indeed. Um, I hit time-jumpy, shitty things, and this guy just <laughs> face-planted this wall over and over and over and For like over 10 again. minutes? For like 10 minutes, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep, I'm not going to play that game. But like I say, you know that that kid, like, there was recordings, like, fucking four or five just like why is he not doing it well if you just press a once you don't press a again to jump away from the wall you just let it ride to the next platform you penis but maybe you need to put a comment on his on his uh, youtube video uh, i am not happy with this and then some racist remark because that's all people do on youtube yep that that's the internet now yeah just leave horrible like either racist or bigotry comments and yeah yeah Welcome to the civilization. Internet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's. I think it was a good game. I enjoyed it because it gave you some more story between original Tron and Tron Legacy. Okay, so it filled some gaps with some stuff, but I enjoyed it. Okay, cool, cool. Okay, well that's the game. So let's get on with what we've been watching. Checkpoint. So, Terry, I can see why you've not been playing games now. Exactly. I've actually been watching things with my eyes and not having anything in my hand while watching things. Uh-huh. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, uh, I'll re- kind of go through these very quickly, but there is a kind of overlying theme. Yeah, I can throughout. see the theme. I, I can, it almost looks like you went on Netflix, and when it got to the end, it says, hey, how about watching this? And you went, okay. Uh, no, I actually, uh, so I can't remember why I got on the, oh, um, I got on the documentary run and uh, I was going through the documentaries on Netflix and it's like, oh, this, that's E.T. And it uh, there was a documentary called Atari Game Over. Yeah, sure. I believe this is the Microsoft one where they went to film at the landfill. Yeah. Um. It basically features like the rise and fall of Atari, uh, kind of as, you know, as a successful kind of leading, leading the the market company. Very fascinating documentary. Okay. Uh, really enjoyable. 
Uh, off the back of that, I then watched a documentary called Video Games the Movie. Okay. Uh, which, again, is a documentary, but is kind of uh, interviewing, like, geeky people. So you've got Will Freeton. Yeah. Uh, you've got Ernest Klein. Uh, you've got a bunch of, like, internet celebrities, that sort of stuff, and, and just celebrities as a whole talking about their their experience with games. Okay. It kind of, like, shows you the history of games as we know them. This one I've watched numerous times is Indie Game the Movie. Okay. Uh, which features... Uh, the people that made Binding of Isaac. Right, okay. Uh, it was uh, Super Meat Boy, sorry. Uh, Super Meat Boy, uh, Jonathan Blow that made Braid, and Phil Fish that made Fez. Yeah, sure. And it's kind of their kind of story, you know, to to get in these games to market, which sounds tough. Uh, but very fascinating documentary again. Uh, I watched one called All Work, All Play, which is uh, kind of about esports. Right, okay. Not really been bothered about esports, but this is about a guy who went from like organizing like little tournaments in his local internet cafe to, you know, hosting like absolutely huge, uh, like League of Legends and kind of other esport tournaments. Oh wow! And like okay. then packing out um, arenas in America and that sort of thing, and it kind of focuses on like the smaller teams of people that basically play games all day and get sponsored by you know like massive companies that sort of thing and again that was uh pretty uh pretty interesting to kind of see behind the scenes of that basically all of these documentaries kind of reaffirm that being a gamer is fucking awesome nice so if you want anything to make you feel like you know what games are fucking awesome you should watch one of these documentaries because they're on netflix and they're really good i suggest that people listening to this go and watch at least one of those Okay. And I suggest you watch one as well. Uh-huh. Uh, the last actual film that I watched uh, was a film called Hush. Um, okay. Is that a horror film? It's more of a thriller. Okay. Uh, it's pretty good. This was on the Trending Now on the Netflix page. Okay. This came out this year, I think. Yeah, it's quite recent. Uh, it was good. A very interesting premise. I don't want to spoil it, but... Um, yeah, it's kind of like a thrillery film, but uh, uh, yeah, there's kind of yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but I'd I'd go watch that. It's about an hour and a half. It's it's not overly long, but uh, okay. It's kind of got an interesting dynamic to it. It's just like oh, that's a bit different to to kind of what your normal horror film or thriller films are normally like. So yeah, okay, cool. TV wise, now I did your trick from the last episode. You uh, was talking about powers. Yes. So I typed powers into Google <laughs> and things happened in the internet and I've watched like five episodes of powers. Mm. How and it's them? very good. Yeah. It's bloody good. Very violent, even from the offset from like the, the first scene of the first episode. Uh, it's kind of like, oh, setting the tone of where we're going here. Uh, very interesting kind of what they're doing. And what do you call him? The guy that plays Wolf. Eddie Izzard. Yep. Um It's weird. He plays like this super serious British dude that eats people and things. And it's really dark and very bloody. And it's just an enjoyable watch all around. Yeah, I really enjoy it. I'm, I'm watching season two at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but uh, really enjoying it. It's good. Mm. So I suggest if you can, go on to Google and type powers into Google. And it might pop up for you as well. Uh, on the back of that, I also did the same for uh, O.J. Simpson, Made in America. Now, this is a documentary that was 
produced by ESPN in the Americas. Okay. Uh, it's a seven and a half hour documentary. Wow. That is split into five hour and a half episodes. Okay. About OJ Simpson's kind of life and and all that sort of stuff. Obviously the 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 murder trial and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I kind of off the back of uh, when I was watching that OJ Simpson People versus OJ, but this is obviously a documentary. Man, that's some gruesome shit. Uh, they kind of show some new things and some new crime scene photos, and it's just super graphic. Uh, it's quite uncomfortable in places, but it basically shows the rise and fall of O.J. Simpson um, as a celebrity. Okay. Then you pointed me to the fact that, oh, there's every Star Trek episode on Netflix. Yes. And it was like, oh, brace yourselves. And then I told you that I'd never finished watching Star Trek Voyager. Yes. Uh, now, you've also been watching... Have you been watching any? Bits and bats. Uh, bits I and bats, went, yeah. Yeah, uh, did a few key episodes of Voyager, did a little bit of Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now, Voyager was my thing. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't a big Deep Space Nine fan. Uh, Next Generation was, was okay. I kind of grew up with that, but Voyager was... I was of an age where I could appreciate it a lot more. Sure. Um, and it's like... I could watch the last couple of episodes because you said it was a two-parter. Uh, yes. But why would I want to do that if I could do the whole journey again? <laughs> okay. oh, there's so many seasons of that show. Seven seasons, 24 yep. episodes a season, if I remember rightly. Uh, I watched the first couple of episodes and kind of set the stage and it's like, right, okay. Um, we'll see. We'll see. The fact that they're on there is is a good thing. Yeah. Um. And then to kind of hand it over between us, Darren, Scream. Yes. Tell me about Scream. Hey, you know what? It's all right. <laughs> I had a weekend to myself, uh, mm -hmm. not last weekend, weekend before. Um, so I did, I did games and stuff on the Saturday because it was raining because it's England. Mm. And I had a few beers and then I had a few more beers and then I had a few more beers and oh, yeah. I played some games, did that kind of stuff. Um, and... Anyway, I got to the point where I drunk loads of beers and fell asleep on the sofa. And then I woke up and I'm like, oh, I'm wide awake now. I'll, uh, I'll have a bottle of wine. <laughs> so I had that. So Sunday, I felt a little bit rough. Nah. Like, didn't want to move off the sofa kind of days. Sure. I binged watch. I caught up from, I think it was middle of season one, right up to current. Fangirl with me, Darren. How good is that show? You know what? It's very good, and I can't wait for the episode tomorrow uh, because how the last one left it on a cliffhanger, I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you'd like immediately text me after you'd watched the episode, just like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, uh, so uh, as you're probably aware, I, I speak to Andy every lunchtime. Um, mm -hmm. he, he's the voice of normality in my head um, for half an hour a day <laughs> uh, before I go back to doing worky stuff. Mm. And I was telling him about it, He's also gone and binge watched the entire lot. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so he's now up to speed. Awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're trying to currently work out who the thriller, uh, who the killer is, and where it's going to go. And it's just like, yeah, this is some good shit. I just want to let it happen to me. I just want to be surprised by it. You know, it's oh, uh, absolutely yeah. Uh, but th that's the thing—they're really playing the cards close to the chest, and they're really not giving anything away at all. Yeah. Um, so I've absolutely no idea who the killer is. Um, I liked what they did at the end of season one. 
And mm. I liked how they've carried that across to season two. Yeah. Because I think that was very good. Uh, who would think that like a tweeny version of Scream, that, like an inner TV show, would would grip as as much as it has? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's weird, but it's it's a a fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, so again, if you've got Netflix, uh, they're doing unfortunately they're doing that really annoying thing where they only update it weekly. Yeah. Which is a bugger because it's one of those where I just want to binge watch the shit out of it. Oh yeah, yeah, same. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no scream. Yeah, so really enjoying that. Um, yeah. I'd heard a lot of good things about The Preacher. Hmm. So I thought, I'll give that a go. First two episodes, very intriguing. I'm now five episodes in. Um, I think one went live last night. And it's okay. I'm not blown away by it. Hmm. I, I, I think it's got a lot of potential, but it's just not... Put it this way, the last episode I kind of watched. I kind of had my iPad with me. Where the previous four episodes I was just like you know, uh, religiously watching. Right, okay, yeah. Um, so I'm kind of losing interest. Uh, something needs to happen because the last couple of episodes have just kind of meandered. Mm, that's a pity. Yeah. But Do you think that's down to the characters? Do you think it's no, down to the storytelling? I think, I think it's... I think my problem is it's kind of going at the speed of The Walking Dead. But I don't think there's enough happening story-wise or characters, or anything to warrant that speed. Sure. And realistically, it's pretty much told the same story over the last three episodes. It, I reckon the last three episodes could have been one episode. Ah, uh, so they're... Right, okay, they're really dragging it out then. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe this is like mid-season lull, and it's like, right, okay, we've got all the character development out of the way now, and here you go, we're going to hit hard. Hmm. But yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'll carry on watching it. Uh, but it's, I mean, again, one one episode got released last night and I was like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Um, watch the Game of Thrones finale. I mm. have to say this last season hasn't been my favourite, but those last two episodes, absolutely amazing. Now I'm seeing people bravely calling the last episode like the best piece of television they've ever seen. Um, Do you care to comment on that one? So I I watched it last week while Christina was away, and mm-hmm. then I rewatched it on was it Saturday when she came back Sunday. I rewatched it on Sunday, and I had an even better experience knowing what was coming. Right. Okay. Now, as a standalone episode, uh, so basically you couldn't get to that point. You, you couldn't just go in and watch it because mm-hmm. you'd be like, um, okay, stuff. But because there's been such a build up for this for this season, yeah. and then it all kind of came together, uh, okay, just with a like just a holy shit that just happened moment. So like a proper build up of tension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was just the release of everything, the gravy stroke, if you will. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that was a fantastic episode. Um, cool. Film wise, I've watched two. I watched. Basically, it was something that popped up on on iTunes, and I thought oh, that looks interesting. I was getting mm. mediocre reviews, but I thought, you know what? It's only a tenner. A film called Kill Command. Okay. So I saw I saw the uh, the screen. And it's there was a robot on it. I was like, okay. But you know what? It was another one of those that was like you know, like momentum. There's been no fanfare about it or anything. It just kind of turned up, and you mm. watch it, and it's like that's actually a bloody good film. Yeah. It was one of those. Um, The CG was amazing. It was mediocre, predictable. 
but just generally an hour and a half worth of decent film. Kill Command, you say? Kill Command, yeah. So it, it feels like it's something that will pop on, up on Netflix very, very quickly. Right, okay then. But when it does, I suggest watching it. It's it's just a very, very good film. It's, it's basically about robots. Okay. Um, so I think maybe... It reminded me of a film, and I can't think more what it was. District 9 guy? Chappie. Chappie. So kind of like that-ish, but if Chappie was an evil killing machine. So not like Chappie then? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> it had a robot in it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Now, one film which I was actually shocked that I enjoyed was uh, Grimsby. This is the Sasha Baron Cohen? That's the one, yep. Right, okay. So, if you like Ali G in the house. Never seen it. Oh, I guess what you're watching next. <laughs> um, okay, so Ali G in the house is basically him doing a bit of gangster. Bit of a bit of a boy racer, bit of an idiot. Okay. Um, this is him doing a bit of an idiot, bit of a fo- football hooligan in Grimsby. Right. Okay. Um, it's. Uh, I think you may get quite a lot out of it because it's um, the Northerns are, are perceived as what he kind of portrays in this. Mm. Um, it's like he lives in a council house. He's got like nine kids, and you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's what we're like up here up north. <laughs> yeah. Well, you just got to watch any Monty Python episode. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, he kind of does that, and he's got a brother who is a hitman, and their paths cross after many years. Um, so you've got a very good Bond kind of James Bond action film, but mm. with him being a kind of a klutz in there, throwing in his his particular type of humour. I I quite enjoyed it. I didn't think I would because I didn't really like Dictator or, or some of the ones before those. But Ali G in the house, I, I I liked, and this is kind of up there with Ali G. Okay, I've never been a massive fan of Sasha Baron Cohen. Um, uh, okay. But then again, I've never really seen his stuff. It's just like one of those where I just kind of look and think, eh, would I get on with that? But yeah. Mm, at least you've enjoyed it. Yeah, I I thought it was one of his better films, um, cool. just because he wasn't even. He was kind of half of the main cast, if that makes sense. Is um, all the stuff around it was a decent action film, right? Okay, and he was just like the the comic relief, so that's why I think it worked. Oh, so he's kind of playing like a, a side to his, yeah, unlike Adam Sandler who plays every role ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, right. it's uh, if it comes on Netflix, it's it's worth a watch. Uh, make sure you've got at least a beer inside you. Uh, it'll just make it a lot easier. So, so yeah, so for for TV and movies, that's it. So, Terry, I mm. challenged you to go watch a film. <laughs> now, the reason mm-hmm. I, with, with all the talk of uh, virtual reality and augmented reality, I thought, you know what? Existence is a film that p- potentially portrays the future. Yeah. So, Terry, tell me, what did you think about existence? Why? 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 <laughs> Why this film? Uh, and it's Existence, capital X, capital Z, Existence. Uh, what is this film? Why does it exist? It is very bizarre, isn't it? Mindfuck does not even begin to describe what this film is. 
Uh, it was like in the first like five minutes so that oh this famed game designer comes in and this this woman with this weird skin thing with massive bloody nipples on it yeah and then like this umbilical cord thing that she plugs into herself yep through a part in her back yep and then she gets all these people up on stage to play this existence game and then there was a gun made out of bones and it shot teeth uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. And then they went on the run because people were trying to kill her, and then Willem Dafoe turned up. Yep. And Jude Law's there and stuff. And then it kind of got a bit hazy there, because I think I actually must have passed out <laughs> from the weirdness. Yeah, trippy as shit. Um, and then it's kind of, spoiler alert, for a film that came out in 1999, they kind of leave it open-ended in a, are they still in the game? Yeah. Or is this reality... Um, yeah. Well, did, what a weird, what a weird film. We've got to think back when it was out. I don't, well, social media and stuff like that, it wasn't what it is now. Sure. So it was just like, well, what just happened? How did, how did that end? Are they still in there? So the, the, you couldn't really go into message boards and fi- try and find out. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that would have helped anyway, because at the end of the day, it's purposely left. Yeah, yeah. Open to to people's interpretations. It's kind of like the end of uh, uh, Johnny Dark. Uh, yeah, there is that. Uh, I was thinking Inception. Sure. Okay. Uh, that was kind of the most recent one I can think that was left so vague and open ended. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they 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 do that where it's like, well, shit. I don't know what's going on, but there was like weird, like three different levels of this virtual reality that was going on. Yeah. And it, there was like some cringeworthy stuff, and and maybe it's me being a bit weird about it, but it's like <laughs> there's one part where Jude Law lifts at the back of his shirt up, and you can see the part on his back. Yeah, and they kind of like get this like chapstick looking thing, and she's like circling the the hole, and then she's yeah. kind of like gently shoving it in there, and it's like, is <sighs> does the director want me to do things with myself that, and <laughs> think that this is sexy in a way? Because this is just really fucking weird. <laughs> And then they go to a Chinese restaurant and then it's like, oh, I feel compelled to eat this meal. And it's like, right, okay. And then he builds that fucking weird bone gun thing. Yep. And then he pulls his teeth out and then he shoots the Chinese waiter in the head. Yep. And it's like, why why did he do that? And then things happened and stuff and then they supposedly wake out of a dream and then things happen, people still get killed and I don't know what's going on anymore. It's it's one of those you have to watch a couple of times and it makes a little more sense each time. Liar! I, I still couldn't tell you how it ended. Uh, or I should say whether they were in the game or not. But after a couple of watches, you do give it, ah, okay, right, okay, so you're now another level down and so-and-so, so-and-so. Mm-hmm. I kind of got the levels. Well, from the first watch, I, I guess it's a bit... Because I can't remember the name of the game. You know, kind of when they adopt their own voices again. Like yeah, Christopher yeah. Eccleston is British and Jude's Lord British. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like Transcendence, I think it's called, the yeah. game. So obviously there's that level to it. And then they still think they're in a game. And then they wake up again. And then they're like killing people for reasons. Yeah. And then I, it purposely leaves it open to interpretation. And it's it's one of those where you think, the, this is probably just a, like an endless loop and you're just going to fuck my mind forever in a day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it it was okay. Uh, not knowing the how weird it was 
going to be going into it mm. uh, was really uh, shocking. Yeah, sure. Like, I don't... I was texting you kind of a couple times throughout. It's like, I don't know what I'm watching. Like, my brain is hurting. Like, what the fuck is going on? At the end, I, I kind of thought back to it and thought it wasn't a bad film. Yeah. And I understand that, obviously, they're doing the mindfuckery on purpose. Yeah. So maybe I do need to give it another watch and kind of think, ah, oh, right, okay. Um, probably won't grasp any more of it, but uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll have a more of an appreciation for it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, how did it CG-wise? Or, or Well, it wasn't really CG, was it? It was um, things no. moving around, which were more mechanical, I guess. You know, like when she's playing with the uh, nipples or whatever the thing on this thing. That was so weird. Yeah. And just like, oh, we've got some weird nipple things and oh it's alive it's breathing it's doing all this that and the other oh it's it she she came across as a real bitch yeah uh just such a bitch um yeah i i don't know it was it was very practical because even when the chinese guy gets shot in the face yeah you can tell that that's a doll yeah yeah obviously like a, a wax uh figure of him but um which is pretty graphic the only cgi was the double-headed dragon thingy thing right okay that they find that was the only cgi and that kind of really stuck out in a bad way okay but everything else was practical so it kind of made up for that so yeah i'm not gonna kind of you know say it was bad okay cool. yeah it was existence is a weird thing and i don't know why i'm suggesting people watch it but you should probably watch it if you haven't watched it yeah i i, I just think again with with vr becoming a thing Hmm. how far is that kind of stuff off the future? I hope forever away because I don't want to be playing with skin nips in the form <laughs> of a controller that sends me into it. I don't want any data parts injecting into my spine. Yes, you do. <sighs> okay, maybe. But I don't want to be playing with skin nips in, well, not at least on a controller thing anyway, just flicking these nurples about. It was weird. <laughs> so bizarre. Cool. Okay, well, I did have another one planned for you. However, I'm thinking, go and give Ali G in the house a try. I think it's on one of the two streaming services. Okay. It's very much take your brain out. Mm. I'll be interested to see what you think. It's 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 one of my go-to Darren's Had a Few Beers type films because it's just extremely easy watching. Okay. Uh, but very silly as well, so. Sure, okay. Okay, uh, so yeah, next challenge, allergy in the house. Sweet. Okay, so that's what we've been watching. Let's get on to what we've read. Checkpoint. So Terry, mm. what have you been reading, or should say listening to? Oh man. So, I listened to Stormfront. Ah, okay, book one. Uh, of the Dresden Files, I am an hour away from finishing that book. Oh, wow. Okay. What a fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, James Master's narration just absolutely mwah, just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, of this rugged... It, it's almost like he's sat in, his, like in like a, a noir-type office, smoking a cigarette, just kind of talking to himself about absolutely, random cases. Yeah. What a fantastic read. Um, yeah, the narration makes it instantly. And the story, I've just kind of got to the main revelation sure. okay. of it. And yeah, it's 
what a fantastic book. Yeah. Uh, I know that we said that there's 15 books total. Uh, 15 at the moment, yeah. Sure. I will be listening to every single one of them. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, because I can, I cannot imagine not listening to more of those after listening to this one. I've not even finished it yet. Uh, this could end like really poorly, and I'll still think, ah, you know what? The rest of the book made it. So, mm. uh, but mm. I, I have high hopes that it will finish on a high note. Yeah, and as I mentioned, I'm, I mean, uh, it's actually quite a good segue. I, I'm on to um, Grave Peril, which is book three, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that the story, or, or should I say, all the little backstories are continuing. So, right, like okay. him and Murphy, their relationship. Um, okay. him and Susan, that relationship. Um, I, I think even book two starts, he's back in the bar. Right, okay. <laughs> um, and uh, again, the the guy behind the bar, the guy who doesn't really speak, he, he's going through a very similar routine. He's asking him questions. He's just grunting at him and things like that. Right, okay. Um, but it, it's very good. It's uh, I'm, I'm absolutely loving it. I'm about three quarters away through Grave Peril. Mm-hmm. And uh, people, are, um, well, you get a little intro at the beginning, uh, just saying, oh, people have said that this is re- where it really kicks off. Yeah. And, and this is where the story really starts. Mm-hmm. I kind of agree. Um, I'd be interested to see what continues from this. Uh, again, the story gets carried through. So the, the, the people and stuff, they're all there. The universe is building up quite well. And yeah, yeah, it's good. It's really good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, unfortunately, my work uh, load has changed a bit. At the moment, so some yeah. of the mindless stuff I was doing, uh, where I, it was very easy to listen to a book. I've got, I'm doing technical documentation at the moment, so you can't really listen to audiobooks. Otherwise, mm-hmm. things that are in your ears end up on the page, and you don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm typing everything, Mr. Dresden. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Bob the Skull could be one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I absolutely love him. <laughs> He's just a filthy old spirit in a skull. <laughs> yeah. Because why not? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just the uh, narration of it, very funny. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Uh, but it, it needed it because it was very... I understand a, a book like that is going to be very dark anyway. So yeah. to have these little light spits of sarcasm or humour yeah. uh, just breaks it up ever so, ever so right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah very agree. good. Cool. Well, I think I think um, Audible do have all 15 books. So mm. I tell you what, I, so I mentioned to you a while back, Audible were doing a deal where it was, I think if you bought three books, so I can't remember how it worked. It was like three three credits for 18 quid mm-hmm. and if you bought three books within all at once you got 10 quids with the credit okay so i was like okay i'll do that so that, that's where i bought the the next two um uh, dresden files from mm-hmm. and and then the other day i got my 10 pound voucher so i'm like right um <laughs> so i went on and bought the two red dwarf books because i've already got my itunes but i thought you know what let's it, itunes doesn't have stats so it doesn't it doesn't have trophies for listening uh, i know to, to books yeah um so i bought those um so it cost me five pound 90 for the two books awesome which was pretty awesome so i've kind of um been listening to those at work because well i i know pretty much the scripts of every red dwarf episode ever made ever and i've gone through the books um, many times so it's nice to have those on in the background um, because even though I'm listening I'm not listening if that makes sense yeah I know what you're saying 
And was, was, didn't you do a podcast at one point called the Scuttercast? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That, yeah. that, that was a thing. Yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a thing about Red Dwarf, wasn't it? Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should go check that out. It's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome host. Um, <laughs> right. So the reading corner, Darren. Let's go into the reading corner. Let's insert music here. <laughs> so I was thinking we need to start the section with Terry. Why hmm. did you pick this comic? Because I felt uh, it was one of those kind of, I'd see it in the comic books. Uh, try again. I'd see it in the comic book shops. I really dig the art style. That looks really interesting. And I like sci-fi stuff. And then I'd like miss like three issues of it. And it'd be like issue four onwards. And you know what I'm like with comic books. Yeah. Uh, I can't not get it from issue one because it would break my soul. Okay. Uh, yeah, the 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 kind of the blurb at the back and the, the premise of it it seemed really interesting. And you know, I like sci-fi stuff. Why is this is this a, is this a bad choice? I've I've read five chapters of it. No, 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 I, no. I liked no. It. I'm I'm just curious. So obviously, obviously, where instead of you picking ones that you've already read and and say, hey, this is good. Mm. I, I I'm just trying to understand the thought process of why you pick certain ones. Sure, kind of the long story short was, oh, that looks pretty. Uh, and then I saw that there was a collected volume one. It was like, oh, I've really wanted to read this, so screw it, I'll read this. Okay. What do you think? Um, yeah. So I've I've read four comics. Mm -hmm. I found initially the art style a little jarring, but I got used oh. to it very quick. Um, because basically what they do, they it's like the line draw it all, then just um, like pastel color the main characters or or the main thing that's on the screen. Yeah, it's kind of like they do like a like a uh, like a water painting, like very yeah, uh, very shallow colours, um, not very cartoony and, and comic typical comic book style. Yeah, and also the uh, all the uh, uh, speech bubbles are are all the the go away from the standard of of the white with black writing. You get like ones yes. with blue with pink in, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I like this. <laughs> <laughs> actually i didn't mind that i i thought it kind of broke the characters up mm. the, the separate characters up pretty well and kind of give them their own distinctive uh i want to say distinctive voice yeah yeah sure uh, which which helped kind of break it up a little bit but uh so yeah i mean yeah. I, I said i i read the i read the four and uh first one i was like mm, not too sure um, second one, I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is interesting. Um, and then third and fourth, I just flew through those because I was intrigued to see what was going on. Mm. I like the idea. It feels a bit like, um, did you watch the, uh, Amazon Prime, what is it, Extent? 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 Is this that one with, um, Hillberry? Halle yeah, Halleberry, yeah. Uh, I haven't watched it, but I've heard things. Yeah, so it's similar kind of premise to this. Um, okay. So I don't think it's too bad to spoil the first one because that, that kind of builds. So you've basically, for reasons, you have these big seven gigantic robotic creature things mm -hmm. deciding, you know what, these planets are now ours. And it doesn't really yeah. give you anything more than this is happening, like it or not. Yeah. And then on a distant planet, in fact, no, it's a, it's a 10 years later, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. 10 years later on a distant yeah. planet. All of a sudden, this uh, AI human child companion wakes up and there is nobody there anymore. So he's trying to have a deal with that. 
and they believe that this child is the key to these what do they call them the guardians the harvesters harvesters that's it yeah um so now then there's a mass race to this young child giving it or should say this young child companion he's kind of wandering around giving it, oh, i don't know what's happening and everybody's running towards him because he thinks mm-hmm. it might be the key so you've got bounty hunters out trying to get him because he, he might be worth some cash and so it kind of felt like for me like i was reading it and i'm thinking are the the council the the nine planets that they have mm. kind of felt i'm going to say mass effecty yeah in a sense that it's different races from different planets yeah. creating this ultimate council uh it kind of feels like the boy is kind of like uh Lilu Dallas multipass in sure. fifth element yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like oh, it's the only one that can save us all um Hopefully the little boy doesn't kiss Bruce Willis at the end. Uh, I'll be fine with the that. fifth element is love. Uh, film is weird. Um, yeah, it, I, I didn't mind the art style. In fact, I really appreciated the art style from the offset. Sure. I think uh, where I've read to, because I know the volume two came out recently. Sure. Uh, so I will definitely be picking that up because uh, I've got one more. A chapter to read before the end of this volume runs out. Right, so it's okay. six episodes, it's six issues per volume. Okay, yeah, definitely intrigued to kind of see where it's going and what's going on and what's happening. And I think overall, it's an interesting premise. Like I said, they, they do a very good job at giving each uh, character, like even with through the speech bubbles, their own voices, their own personality. Mm. They all have degrees of personality that that make them stand out in their own way yeah i mean i i guess throwing i I had two negatives for it um one was why does this cute little companion bot have like a phaser or a blaster built into his hand to protect the kids who he's companioning but but surely hey let's let john play ball oops i've destroyed everything i think he's a bit more in control of it than that i mean Uh, but but yes um, mm. so there was that and there was a self-loathing of the uh, the larger bot oh yeah yeah, oh I'm so stupid how would I ever figure it out oh you're gonna die I am so thick drill it drill it is killer yeah and that was a bit mm. because he's a slow lumbering robot that is designed to drill things and nothing else yeah so they give him a thicky personality I know, I know, but I found that a little bit jarring. Mm, you kind of get over it. Well, oh. I got over it relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's the weird little robot dog thing. I, which is kind of cool. I want one. Yeah. Um, I, I would love like uh, a, a little character of one of those. It made, made me think of... Um, no, I can't think. But I, I, yeah, I was reading it. I'm thinking, cool, I'd love one of those on my desk. Yeah, <laughs> it's got different emotions that it shows through its its weird black visor thingy. Yeah, uh, it looks really cool, but uh, yeah, it, it's definitely something I want to continue reading. I'm not quite sure if it's just these two volumes or if it keeps going. I think it might be a twelve issue short run. Okay, so I'm more than willing to carry on with it. It's probably going to be something I pick up. I mean, now the um, weather's changed and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I really struggled to get time to read these. Yeah, so, understandable. Um, yeah, there are 12 comics. Mm-hmm. Um, last one on the 30th of last month. Yes. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Interesting to see where it goes. Um, not sure when I'll get around to reading the rest of it, but it's something I want to continue with. Yeah, they're definitely uh, 
they're there if you want to if you want to give them a go. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed uh, what I've read of it, and I'm looking forward to uh, to reading more. Yeah, indeed. Cool. So the next one, uh, there was one I was thinking of. Um, I was going to say preacher. Hmm. I'd actually be intrigued to see if that's any better than the TV show. So we'll give preacher a go then. Okay. Yeah, let's yeah, let's do that. I have one collected volume of that, so yeah, let's give Preacher a go. I'm not gonna say a set amount of issues, just go for as long as you can. Um yeah, okay. I mean Preacher does feel like it would be better in a comic book form. So yeah, yeah, that works. This seems to be a massive thing that people like absolutely go mental over, so uh I'm looking forward to, to reading this and, and see how it goes because I've not seen the T V series, so Okay, cool. Okay, well, that's it for this show. It's time to wrap up, I guess. So if you want to send us an email, it's podcast at checkpointdone.com. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at checkpointdone. If you want to go check out the website where there's lots of content, and I'm sure Terry will be putting a nice little review up of Inside. <laughs> I don't know how to review that. It's that, checkpointdone.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you, you keep putting up some YouTube videos, so go and have a look at the YouTube channel. If you want to find us on Twitter, uh, my personal one is at D512, and mm-hmm. Terry can be found at Foxhounder01. Yes. So until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye.